0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Rough tough Products. Rough Tuff sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fitting seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do business with a Utah company that's been around since 1976. Check them out today at RoughTough.com. That's RoughTough.com. We're at Alema Harrington's Golf Tournament, and we're going to tell you all about that in just a minute. We just had Michael Smith stop by, so we're a little off-clock, Alema. <laughs> So this is a short segment. This is a short segment. (laughs) And then we have a long segment with you. But it turns out we're so late, we're going to do a short segment with you, too. Let's do it. One thing, just one question when we go to break. How pumped are you, how
1: relieved are you to see the Lakers out of the playoffs? You know what? Um, I don't know if relief is is the right word uh, because you saw it coming, so you almost started to have relief going into that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for, for those that, that are out there, Jazz Nation that are Laker haters, it's like now you can refer to them as bubble champs. Like those are the nice. bubble. Nice, right? I like, it. I like They're not it. The real champ. Those are the bubble champs. <laughs> a that's shot a real one. from Hawaii all the way to the mainland. I got to tell you right now, that's the kind of shot that PK
0: would have deliver. That he would come up with. Yeah. So like, there is a professional uh, respect that now exists.
1: Maybe a little jealousy, to be honest, yeah. deep down in oh, there. Good for but a But there is a level of yeah. respect. I got to be real. I didn't come up with that. My brother did. Oh, oh that's my twin. twin so he looks just like me. It's like I still hear yeah. stuff all the and your time. Voice is Sound alike. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when
0: I walked in this morning, yeah. I saw him and I almost, it was at a distance. Like, I've made this
1: mistake before. I'm I not have. i do it again. There yeah. was somebody standing. He was talking to somebody yeah. and
0: they were kind of between me and him, so it was partially obscured. You know, you see like 40% yeah. of them. And I all of sudden, I thought, nah, I'm going to get closer. And I was like, sure enough, not i was him. very close yeah, to screwing that up.
1: <laughs> if you haven't seen Eleven's Twin, well, just look at Eleven, yeah. and then you have. And it. you probably have. You probably have. You thought it was me. Exactly. It happens all the time.
0: talk to you more about your golf tournament, and we'll do that next. Okay. And PK will revel in bubble champs because that is nice. <laughs> That's, I see some T-shirts being made shortly. There's some money, bumper stickers. There's some money to be made there. We'll talk with a lemma about his golf tournament here at Thanksgiving Point. Next, stay with us. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment for Nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how Premier Wave is unique by visiting PremierWave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. We're at Alema Harrington's golf tournament this morning. They're getting ready to get things going here. We'll talk about the tournament in just a second. We just talked to Alema about the Lakers being eliminated.
1: Bubble champs. Bubble champs, you know. AD it's needed. Pretty, that was a cute championship, <laughs> you know cute keep demeaning it i like it <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> all right so question of the day clippers or mavericks who should the jazz fans be rooting for as a second round opponent
1: i, I think the, the way i look at it luka Doncic is a great player um and then Kawhi leonard great player and then the supporting cast i'm i'm rooting for dallas to close this thing out and win um and then you know we, we know what we can do against the mavs um the, the Clippers, on the other hand, I'm almost more a- inclined to just cheer for them to lose. I've never been a PG guy. Um, not that I'm R-rated, but <laughs> Paul George is obviously the reference. And, I, and I've compared him. He's like the modern-day Tracy McGrady. And he's a, he's an experiment that everybody feels like, oh, we got to try that, and it fails every time. And it feels like it's failing in, in Los Angeles. So... I think the clip, the Clippers are, are gonna, they're they're gonna be eliminated. Both LA teams eliminated in the first round, and so the Dallas Mavericks are, are what we're gonna get.
2: I view myself as NC 18, <laughs> yes, not 17, 18.
1: <laughs> you need that extra year of maturity yeah. to handle what yeah. you're bringing. Right, yeah. exactly. So my show,
2: if you're below 18, I'd encourage your parents not to let you listen. So um, NC NC 18. You know, I really like that you guys do this stuff out on the plaza this time of year. In fact, I like it so much that I think you guys should do it year-round.
1: Do the, the – the, the, have the set out there? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. with you. Year-round. You know?
0: In December and January? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not with you in December no, and no. January. No, I want to see it you year-round. To, I knew yeah. what he was getting I'll t- at. I'll tell you, the first game we did was chilly. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the temps dropped down pretty low. You could see your breath. Um, it was one of those types of nights, and then then it yeah, got. But you
2: would send the message to yeah, the
1: team that we we're are tough. We're tough. Yeah,
2: we're doing it outside yeah. for the fans. Do we really you need could to, do it inside for the fans. Do
1: do we really need to send the message that we're tough? Is that not just self evident? No, you need to send the message because you're a Packer. And if you played at Lambeau, <laughs> yeah. no long sleeves for you. No. you'd be yeah. cutting off yeah. the sleeves. Safety pride for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we do enjoy being out there with the fans. Sure. And it was nice that, you know, through the, the first part of the, the season, we only had fans downstairs. Right. You know, lower bowl. And so, you know, the, the pre-half and post-game show sets are on the fifth floor, same, you know, yeah, yeah. suite level as the uh, the radio studios. And so we didn't have anybody up there, and it felt really kind of just Aw- awkward. Right? And then when we finally got some some fans up there, That was great, and then now where it where is, we'll have full capacity. I can't wait to see what that building will be like with full capacity. It's going to be awesome.
2: It's just going to be awesome because the team, the fans know the team is good. The players know the team is good. Everybody knows. The expectations are through the roof right now.
1: Phil Johnson always used to say, He probably said this on on a show with you guys at some point, you got to give the fans something to cheer about, and they got something to cheer about. Like that first half, the final two you know, three-pointers from Donovan Mitchell were, you know, you'd lose your on. mind over that kind of stuff, right? He
2: was putting on a show. He was an entertainer. He wasn't a basketball <laughs> player at that point. He was an entertainer. Uh, and, and he was a Vegas And we act. were
1: entertained.
2: Big time. Yes. Oh, no question. So he just got gladiator. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was That was a Vegas show. Yeah. Only a few people can do that, and he's one of those guys. And he knew the moment. And he was ready for the moment, which gives me a level of excitement that Clippers, Mavs, Nuggets, Suns, bring them on. I don't care. I love that mentality.
1: What you're saying is is what you're hearing from Quinn, from Rudy, from Donovan, from Mike. You know, across the board, the message, and I love the consistency of the message because it's been like that throughout the year. And it's we're, we're concerned with us, not the opponent. And same thing here in the postseason. It's like, well, who is anybody that you'd prefer to play? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
2: Well, now the only thing left for Jazz fans to root against is the Nets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> just <laughs> clear the path completely. Yeah. <laughs> Why
2: not? <laughs> Title's a title. Yeah. Bring, Bring on Trey. It won't be bubble. It will be yeah. regular. It will
1: be the genuine, uh, yeah. you know, the for, for, the, for real title. Yeah. Right? So.
2: Jazz Hawks, NBA Finals. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Whoever gets to the Finals is really good. So I'm I'm a purist in the fan. I don't care about markets and TV ratings like this guy. Yeah. These, my gosh. We've
1: all, but we've all seen this, right, as we've watched teams. And you can almost sense by watching a team not ready for primetime. You know, Denver has been a not ready for primetime team. I think they're finally to that place, but now they got injuries. And you look at a team like. Memphis, good team, not ready for prime. They don't don't have the experience. But the Jazz have the experience, I think, put together with the talent for them to go far this year. Like, this is their year. Denver's
0: going to beat Phoenix, or Booker is about to go off and cover up their lack of playoff experience and the the obvious injury that Chris Mm -hmm. Paul is struggling with. Which one is more likely in your mind?
1: I, I think that the more likely is going to be that Phoenix... I think Booker, when you looked at even how he finished that game against uh, the Lakers last night, that Booker is he's cognizant, he, he's aware that this is his time. Like the playoffs, even though it's his first playoff appearance, the playoffs are your chance or your opportunity, your time to make your statement. Like this is where... We remember guys. Not the oh, yeah. 70 points I scored. Like that, the, again, that was cute. That's but th- nice. this, is, this is where you make a name for yourself. And similar to us, Chris Paul provides this kind of veteran leadership, some savvy, some calm on the floor that, uh, that Mike, Mike uh, uh, Conley and, and Chris Paul do the same thing in that regard. And yeah. Aiden is a talent, man. That, that kid is good you know, they still might be too young, but I think that that they would still get past Denver.
2: I would agree. So we're out here for your golf tournament and it's called the Recovery Classic, the AH, I assume yeah. that's a Lemma Harrington.
1: <laughs> Good assumption on that one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and it's, you know, and it's obviously a a serious situation and a serious cause and and all that. I'm wondering, you talked about how crazy this last year was. Now, as far as addiction and recovery, What did you see based on your knowledge during the pandemic as far as was that something that exasperated it? How did it yeah. play out, or how is it, it playing out? It
1: was so in, in impactful in a, in a very negative way, right? Because of the isolation. And I appreciate you, you know, you you asking about that. And some people know this, some people don't. That I'm a licensed, uh, you know, counselor. I went back that. and got my degree um, to 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 do counseling. So I'm a substance use disorder counselor. I work at our do treatment center in Provo, and I go down there. I do group. I did group there yesterday, and uh, of course, very involved. Involved in our community, the recovery community, and it was, it was tragic to see what was going on. People with long-term recovery, um, losing uh, their recovery and, and relapsing. And, you know, the, the, the dangerous thing for somebody in long-term recovery is you relapse and your brain operates from this standpoint of, as soon as I start using, I'm going back to using the way I used to. My tolerance is not what it once was, and people overdose in a hurry. Okay. Plus, the, the, the stuff that is out there right now is just lethal. Um, so, narcotics, so Yeah, the narcotics that are out there is just lethal. So
0: I want you to expand on yeah. that a little bit. So you're talking about, because people have addiction issues yeah. to a wide range. Sure. Of, PK was talking about nicotine, you know, in his family. So that's one thing. For somebody else it's alcohol, Uh, certainly the opioid crisis. I think a lot of people have read a lot about that now. But when you can't get opioids from a doctor anymore, people tend to convert to stuff they get on the street. That's what you're talking about. That's a super dangerous conversion and situation. Go into that a little bit. Yeah,
1: it's almost uh, a guarantee that if you're on that opiate road, and this was my path too, and you – Get to the point where you can't get opiates from the doctor anymore or they, they cut you off or they say, no, I'm not going to prescribe. Or, you know, you could run into problems with the law and, and you know, you're, you're unable to fill a prescription um, and you've robbed everybody that you know and taken all their pills. Uh, and now you're on the street and you're like, OK, well, wh- what do I do? And you can, you know, there's counterfeit pills on the street. There's heroin on the street, and all of it is, you know, laced with fentanyl. It's dangerous, and and you can absolutely, uh, it, it could be the end. Um, you know, that our great quarterback from the University of Hawaii, um, you know, I, I Colt Brennan. I look at his, you know, death recently, very recently, and it was a similar situation from what I understand of his story, couldn't get into treatment, was trying to just stay alive and well. And and that means like, I got to get some, some drugs today yeah. and something got something laced with fentanyl died. Um, that's a common story. And so, you know, people think sometimes like, Oh, but I'm, you know, the doctor prescribed it. But if you stay on that path, you're almost guaranteed to end up on the street drugs, on heroin or, you know, buying pills off the street, which again, you know, the cartels are flooding the market with, with counterfeit pills. And so, um, you know, it, it becomes dangerous. And so part of our, you know, our cause and what we try to promote here is – is is an understanding that addiction is a disease and that there's treatment for this disease. And it's, it's going to, you know, a rehab facility where they can safely get you off the drugs and then start to, you know, promote a healthy, spiritual, wellness type of lifestyle. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of residential treatment, treatment in general, because it saved my life and it had, continues to save my life. And people don't know this, this story, but in fact, I, I don't know that I've ever talked about this. But nine years ago, I was in a relapse with alcohol, and I went back to, to um, outpatient treatment while I was doing these shows. And so, you know, there's treatment available. And I think one of the things is to start to look at it as like going to treatment is not punishment. A lot of people think, oh, you're sending me the treatment. You think I'm a bad person. No, treatment is for people that are sick. And it's okay to be sick. What's not okay is to be sick and then act like you're not. Like, oh, I don't need help. I'm not, you know. And then we still deal with that stigma of people thinking that people who are addicts are making bad choices because they're bad people. That's just not the case. I know it's a brain disorder that is part of the addiction disease that causes people with addiction and the disease of addiction to do stuff they would never, ever do normally in their life. What do you do with the
0: funds you raise here today? How are they used?
1: So the funds that we're raising here today are going to two uh, different 501c3 nonprofit charities. One is the Sobriety Foundation, and they work specifically with getting people uh, placed into sober living um, situation. So when you come out of treatment, it's very difficult to go back to your old living situation. In fact, it's not recommended. Even if you have a home and a family, we still recommend that part of your transition coming out of residential treatment would be to go to a sober living facility. So Sobriety Foundation takes care of that. Um, and then the other uh, charity that that is part of today, today's event is the Salida Foundation, and the Salida Foundation provides grants for people that want treatment, need treatment, but can't afford treatment. So that covers everything from residential to outpatient treatment to sober living, and because the the best. The best bet for for people that are getting treatment, just like any, you know, we look at best practices, whether it's cancer treatment or diabetes or any other disease out there. But in addiction, it is for people to have a full year of continuum of care. And best would be to have two years. If you can get two years of sobriety and go through the process and still be under somebody's care during time, And it goes from, you know, pretty restrictive in the residential to, you know, very unrestrictive and living a normal life in an outpatient or going to to just regular counseling. But that two years will give you your best opportunity to stay sober. So uh, those two foundations, Sobriety Foundation and the Salida Foundation, help with with those types of of situations where we can provide the funds necessary for people to get the treatment that they need. Great work all the way around, man. No, we love having. I, I got to tell you, we're so grateful for the support, support we get from 1280 to the Zone. Uh, whenever I you know, mentioned this guy, hey, I got the event coming up, he's like, don't worry about it. We got, got you covered. And appreciate you guys because you're the show that ends up here. And we're grateful for that because people love to come out and they see you guys talking about the jazz. And it's a great year. And uh, today's a great day. It's going to be kind of hot. So stay hydrated and have a good time. And have got lots of great prizes. And we appreciate just everybody coming out and supporting the cause.
0: Well, you're doing good work, and I know some people may, you know, it may seem kind of distant to them, mm-hmm. but I think we all know people going through this. Yeah. You may not know you know people yeah. going through this, but we all, there's somebody you're close to, mm-hmm. friend, family, extended family, neighbor. Yeah. You, you probably know someone who's somewhere on this path.
1: And then, you know, part of, I think, the journey that I've been on is, you know, you ask somebody, well, what does an addict look like? And you think okay that's the guy down off the block it used to be Pioneer Park now it's moved the block over down to real Rio, uh, Rio Grand, but uh, it's like that's what it looks like no it looks like me it looks like you know your neighbor um you know it happens and it looks like just about anybody that you can think of and at this point you know we're at a, a place in in you know our experience as a society that Everybody knows somebody that's been touched by this disease, whether it's a friend or a family member, um, your spouse. Um, and, and there's a genetic component to it, too, so it runs in families. Um, but yeah, everybody is, is now conscious of, like, okay, I see it. It's out there, like my neighbor's you know, kid or whatever the case may be. So okay. we appreciate everybody, just the awareness and then the support. Thanks, Helena. Yeah, thank you.